Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Women in Leadership Podcast, featuring success insights from women around the globe. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of Women in Leadership Podcast brought to you by the InfluenceAlliance.com, the business building community for coaches and consultants who want to make such a big impact in the world with their message. And our guest today is such a woman that is certainly making an impact. And one of the things that she says is serve with integrity, gain loyalty, and royalty. And joining me on today's show is Jacqueline Ordeje. Now, have you ever wondered what influence your name has had in your life? Well, if so, you're not alone. Now, at birth, Jacqueline's parents named her Chwasi, and that means problem solver. Jacqueline's mother survived the war while hiding deep in the woods with her family. And they believe that Jacqueline was the angel who protected them. So her passion is rooted in problem solving that was bestowed on her by birth. Now, today, Jacqueline is a coach at JA Life and Business Coaching. She supports people in their journey to track their unique communication code. And on today's show, Jacqueline is going to share why it's so important to put your family first and your success will be their success. She's going to talk about you will soon be the master of your life and in control of your destiny if you follow your heart and why failure in business and life is an opportunity in disguise and much more. Welcome to the show, Jacqueline. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so thrilled to be able to share your story on Women in Leadership podcast. I wanted to just give everybody um, some context. You and I connected on LinkedIn and just for a coffee chat, your virtual coffee chat. And as you shared your story, I really could sense your passion, much of what you're going to talk about today, of course. And as you shared your story and just what you were doing in the world, not only to obviously impact where you are at the moment, but also in a much greater scale, I thought we have to really share your story. So Jacqueline, you were named Chuasi. I hope I spelt that correctly. And that you're doing very well. Good, 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 good. And that means problem solver. Isn't it interesting how a names that we're given at birth can really direct direct many of the, the the projects, many of the, you know, things that we really are passionate about. Now, tell us a little bit about your story. You're now living in which part of uh, the U.S.? Uh, I, I live in Maryland. Yes. And, yeah, and I have been here for almost almost 30 years. Yes. Um, yeah, I moved, I moved to the U.S. with my, uh, with my family in, in 1991. Yeah, and um, I have I have five children. I have been raising five uh, raising five children, and um, uh, has, when we connected, uh, I told you that I, I, when I arrived here, I didn't 
I didn't have I didn't have uh, the education that I have today because today I hold a master degree in international education. But when I moved to the U.S., I only have my high school diploma, mm-hmm. and um, and hopefully I was able to go back to school here and, and uh, complete my education. And and I and I started the the, the project uh, Omazo uh, because I look back and. Uh, and I said to myself, I have this opportunity. So the more you give in, the more you have to give. And that's how I see it. I thought about the, the little girl that uh, was uh, back in my country in Cameroon. I'm originally from Cameroon, dreaming um, to, to have an education. And because my uh, parents couldn't afford a, a high school education for me, I have to drop out of high school. And, and But I was lucky to come here and I went back and I've completed my education and uh, and I started that project. But currently I work as a coach. Yes. Uh, yeah, a coach because doing the, uh, the women, the education project, I noticed that uh, many people... Uh, I was transforming lives, not only the, the life of the girls that I'm... Um, helping in, in, in Cameroon, but the last of everybody <laughs> that that was around me, whether the staff, whether my my colleagues, and everybody was saying to me, oh, you, you say this to me, and uh, and I went and I changed my life. So yeah. I said to myself, <laughs> why not turn this into a real business? Because working with the, the non-profit, non-profit, the non-profit, I have been volunteering my time at the non-profit. So it's, uh, and I've needed some, some revenue stream. So I started coaching and, and, and I, um, for the coaching, I usually, I, I work with people that complain a lot. <laughs> you won't believe it, but I work with people that complain a lot and, uh, and, and I help them, uh, um, communicate better because what I discovered is that people that complain a lot is, is because they don't know how to communicate effectively. And yes, they don't know how to communicate effectively. They're looking for a way to communicate, but they don't know how. Mm -hmm. So what I do, I have somebody, people that complain a lot, crack the unique communication code. Yeah. And And men usually, they, when once they they do, they really learn. By the end of the the coaching session that I uh, I schedule with the people, they they have they start living fully. They they get gain harmony with themselves, mm-hmm. and they start really revealing themselves to the world. So that's. Um, I love that. And thank you for sharing that. I I want to pull so much of that apart because um, there's some rich lessons that we can certainly learn from that. But just as you shared that story, the whole way through, I really could see that problem solver come out because obviously people who are complaining a lot obviously have no real strategy on how to move forward. And as a problem solver, I'm sure you've got lots of ideas for them. But as you said, you've (laughs) been them. 
to be able to uh, find different ways that they can communicate in the right way for them. So one of the things that you did, and this is this is kind of let's bring some context for people. I mean, you you obviously came from or went from Cameroon to the US, and through that opportunity, was able to be educated. And I remember one of the things that you said you were so grateful for that opportunity. You thought back to it and many of the young girls, of course, over in Cameroon are not afforded or cannot afford and do not have the the resources to be able to gain education for themselves. And when we think about education in the US, where you're based and here in Australia where I'm based, education is just one of those things that is a given, isn't it? I mean, everybody has the opportunity um, to be able to go to school, go to university and, and study what, what they uh, really feel passionate about. And of course, to hear that there are particularly girls in, in other countries that don't have that. And of course, what you ended up doing was you set up and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you set up a not-for-profit, which is a building company over in Cameroon. And you've actually built a school as well, haven't you? Yes, yes, uh, yes. Yes, uh, I started the, the what I discovered because the <laughs> to just give you a little bit of the background of how I came to to start the, the nonprofit here, and I have five children, and one day I, the school called me during in, in the morning, in the middle of the morning, they called me and they said to me, uh. uh I believe the, the teacher was talking to me and she sensed that I was starting to panic. And she said, no, 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 don't panic. There is not, nothing wrong with the children. Um, it's because the, the, the bathroom of the school broke, uh, broke down and we have to close the school. Uh, at that moment, I sat down and I said to myself, what? Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to close the entire school? Because uh, the back the bathroom uh, broke down and and you can't use it. This is unbelievable. Because I I I came from uh, the environment that uh, I grew up and we have we went to school. We didn't have the school didn't have toilet and uh, it didn't occur to me that it was a problem. Because uh, when you when you know better, you do better, right? Yes. But if you don't have anything, you don't you don't learn for anything that you don't have. So usually we used to go to uh, to the neighbors, to uh, people that live near the school, and ask if we could use the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And so at that moment, I thought my my mind went straight to Cameroon, and I said to myself, "Oh my goodness, this must be of the problem many of the girls go go through. That's why many of them get to drop out." At that time, I said to myself, okay, this is something that I need to investigate. And once I, uh, 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 I went to, uh, uh, I entered uh, um, my, higher, uh, my higher education, I was studying. And at that moment, I said to myself, I have to start this pro, uh, pro project. I, if I want to help the girls, I don't have money. I need to bring people in so they can help me help the girls. And it's during my uh, my study that I asked, I have I sat, I sat next to a lawyer and I asked the lawyer, do you know how to start a nonprofit? 
And I explained to him what I wanted to do. And he said, okay, at the end of the class, come to my office and, uh, and I will start that for you. And that was in 2005. And that's how I started the, the Omazo uh, uh, project. Uh, so we we really building the school. We started the school, but it's very difficult to find funds to build the school. Um, and we don't have funding. Uh, and, uh, and I have been raising funds uh, with a few people to uh, to support the school. We started the, 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 the building of the school in 2007. We haven't finished. We already completed one building. We have one building on site now. But in the meantime, as given that it was taking more time to build the school, uh, I came back here in 2016, 14. I went to school and I, I interviewed the, 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 the girls because the, in the village where I'm building the school, there is a middle school. And, uh, but many of these girls don't go beyond middle school mm. uh, because the real problem that they have is the toilet problem. School, as we speak, many of the school in the rural community, they don't have toilet. Even in the city, they don't have toilet. And many of the girls that enter high, uh, middle school, they, the, the, the youngest, because we have the program now, we have a tutoring program that we started in 2016 to help girls perform at the grade level. Not only they have the, many of the teachers don't come because the 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 teacher has to be paid, and many of them don't don't get paid because parents in the rural community they have to pay pay the tuition, uh, the salary of the teacher, and many of the parents they don't have income, and and the few revenue that they have they can't meet the need of all the children, mm-hmm. so so then we push the girls until eighth grade, and the girl will drop out. Because every month, many of many of them, the youngest in our program now, because we we tutored uh, sixteen, uh, uh, eight and seven grade, and many girls in the program, the youngest, as we speak, is thirteen years old. So these are young women, you know. So every month, every month they have to stay home when they have their period, yeah. and. And and this happened before we started the tutoring program. And when we started the tutoring program, I said to, to my board, we have to take care of the whole girl. We don't just take care of the education. Because if we want them to succeed, we have to give them everything that they need to stay in school and learn. So we started providing them even with pad. <laughs> so and uh and uh, so in, in 2016, we started the tutoring program uh, while waiting to complete our own school because the school that we're building is the, is, is the high school. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, because many girls, they go to, uh, they, after they're done with the, uh, with 8th with grade, they will move to ninth grade, but they have to move out of the area. They, move, they, they have to move to the city. Mm-hmm. And they come back uh, with, with pregnancy, or either they drop out because they don't have any support in the in the city, mm-hmm. and and I work in the shoes, so I know this this, this situation. It's very difficult. It's very difficult. That's why I said, not only we're we gonna build a school that has toilet in where girls will stay in school and learn, mm-hmm. but this will be in the community and they can stay in the community. They don't have to go further. Mm-hmm. And the school that we're building is a is a boarding school. 
because we we thought of the girls that would come from from afar to have a place to stay and learn, you know. So that's uh, that, that's we every day I wake up thinking I have to do something to uh, to advance the education. Yeah. So we started the tutoring program in 2016, and before we started, only 23 percent of the girls were succeeding because in Cameroon you have to pass the high high school entrance exam. Mm-hmm. before you move to high school. And many of these girls went, went succeeded in the exam because t- many teachers are not coming. Yeah. And the girls who has to stay home uh, every month a week, <laughs> they have to take a week off because they have their period and they don't have a toilet to go and change. And sometimes they don't have pad. So, uh, so many stuff were stuck against them. So we tried to fix a few of a few of them, especially in the in 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 the in the education side, because when we started in 2016, 23% were succeeded, and the first year we did uh, we we raised that uh, that rate to 45%, and then we we went to 86%, and last year with the COVID we had 76%. So it's we're doing well. And this uh, last year, at the beginning of this school year, we we even expanded the, the tutorial program to include two two new uh, new villages. Amazing. Uh, Amazing. To help more girls. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd imagine that not only has there been success and a real turnaround in uh, these young girls succeeding and passing, however, often what you find, there's a domino effect, isn't it? It impacts family. It then impacts the community. And I'd imagine you'd see that trickling out. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, not it's not just for the girls. It's it's the entire community. It's the, the it start with the family, um, because I can see how the the village shifted since we started this program in the village. Uh, when I come in there, many parents at the beginning first at the beginning they didn't believe me, and and I and I have to dig deeper to understand what was the reluctance coming from. Uh, and they told, and I discovered that that many of the parents told me that it's because many people come in and they make promises to them, and they don't um, and they end up not fulfilling the promise. That's why they were so reluctant. You know, <laughs> yeah, and you, of course, uh, being the problem solver that you are, exactly. You are <laughs> That's what I told them. I said. You know, I was born a province solver. I don't know if <laughs> <laughs> there's no problem that I won't go over under, you know, around. Yeah, which is which is wonderful. So let's um I mean I've loved what you've shared and you know, one of the things that you've obviously I have said, but I can see that this is so uh true to you I mean you've walked that talk is putting your family first and your success will be their success how have you seen that in your own life and maybe even now in the lives of the communities with the girls that you've been able to support oh oh yeah it's uh it's here for me it's here it's my someone else is so excited they want to get into the conversation no. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, in my in my own personal life, it has it has been uh, something that I apply because I put my family first. Mm-hmm. Everything that I do, I do it thinking of my family because uh, if if I don't take care of my family, who else will do it for me? You know. So what I what I do, even if I'm like now I'm working, I always think of my family. They always they always come first. Uh, mm-hmm. When I started the 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 pro, uh, the nonprofit. I was raising my, my, my children. I was raising my children. And uh, and that gave me the opportunity to be, because I have the flexibility, given that I'm the, I'm, I, I could <laughs> make my own schedule. And, uh, and, and, and that gave me that uh, opportunity to stay close to my children and take care of them, especially that I'm, I'm, I'm doing this as a volunteer. So I don't have anybody who will ask me to report uh, uh, to the office at 8 a.m. and then uh, answer to to question and this and <laughs> so that gave me that flexibility really to uh, to stay close to my children and the fact that uh, uh, I'm, ve- I'm very far away from everybody I don't have a fam- I don't have family member around here. So it was very important for me to to look for something that would keep me near my children. Hopefully, they are grown up now. the 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 youngest of my children is uh, is eighteen years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in college already. So <laughs> now that's why I started some a a, a business that we. Uh, that will get me uh, even out of the house and um, meet many people. And that's what the, the coaching is providing me. It's giving yeah, me the opportunity. And, you know, through hearing you share that story, you really can see that uh, in different seasons of your life, like there was a season where you had younger children and you really had to take on the role of that provider, the supporter, the caretaker there. And now as your children have gone up, oh, gotten older um, and and into their own projects and, and of course education and so forth you've now expanded and um, which is wonderful you know so often I think as women we want to have it all we want to do it all and we can but sometimes it's just the different seasons is recognizing what's in front of me now what yeah. requires the most my most attention you know and yes and yes prioritizing prioritizing yeah, prioritizing. Yeah, yeah. You have to set priority in everything, not just uh, as a woman who has family. Everything that you do, you have to set priority, and uh, and also planning. Time management is big, especially for mothers. I'm speaking as a mother now. You have to know how to manage your time, whether you you're working from home, and many people discover that during the COVID that. Uh, they have to be home with the children, and uh, and that's something that I did for for many years. But uh, many many of my friends discovered that they <laughs> they have to be home with the children, and it, it, it was very difficult for many for many uh, many women in in particular. But uh, it, it's 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 difficult. It's difficult. You have to know how to manage your time when you have children around you. And uh, yes, and set priority really. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you will you you will get lost in there. And and I learned how to uh, to uh, compartment compartmentalize or whatever you say. Yeah, you, right. 
compartmentalize. You did very yeah. well. That is a mouthful then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The day that, uh, and I'm, even now I'm still acting like a robot. I, I have to wake up at six and uh, exercise and, uh, and then do this and do that. So it, it, it must, I, I'm really scheduled like somebody who. <laughs> yeah. And I guess that's really made you who you are. They have that you create, don't you, from from whatever age that you're at. And, you know, often it, when you are a problem solver um, or you've got a project, you're driven to, to achieve this goal. And you certainly, I mean, when we said you're sharing that you'll soon be the master of your life and in control of your destiny, if you follow your heart, your story is certainly confirmed that that's what you're doing. And what I'd love to speak a little bit more about, because I know that I'm sure there must have been challenges, there there must have been different ideas that you've implemented and they didn't quite come out as expected. What do you do to continue to hold that vision, even amongst the disappointments? What is it for you that just keeps you focused and keeps you moving forward despite, you know, challenges, failures? What does that for you, do you think, Jacqueline? To me, I, I see challenges like, like something that is um it's opportunity in or failure is opportunity in disguise to me. That's how I see it. Because <laughs> I could have given up on Omazo uh, already uh, because I faced a lot of challenges over the years. But every time that I faced a challenge, I knew that it was the moment for me to stop and take a deep breath and yeah. rethink my strategy. So challenges are not really so. They, they, to me, I see them as good thing. It's good mm -hmm. because it's the moment for me to learn something new. So mm -hmm. I hit the the plateau. I, every time that I face a challenge, to me, I concluded that I, I hit a plateau. I need to step back and rethink my strategy before I move forward. And every time that I did that, it worked for me. It really mm -hmm. worked for me. Yeah, people say failure or whatever. I don't see like failure. I see like opportunity in disguise. Yeah. And that's yeah. a mindset shift for some people because some people, they try and avoid it. Yet for you instantly, you say, well, okay, so here's this thing. I need to take a step back and look at it. And and the fact that you were that you were named um, Chuasi, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's something about names, meaning in the Bible too, that people were given names and they are that. So was that something that you, your parents maybe have said to you, Jacqueline, you always have been like that. There was an issue or a problem uh, and you just brainstormed your way into a solution. Was that something you'd done at a younger age even too? Oh, yes. Since I was, I, I believe I was conceived in war, my parents were hiding in the forest. So I was born in the forest, you know. Yeah. Well, that certainly flies <laughs> right into it, right from the beginning of your exactly. life. Exactly. Even before I was born, I was already solving problems. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nature and nurture. Absolutely. Yeah. Which, you know, when you think about it, you know, I think um, problem solving is 
is certainly a skill we can learn. However, those who have got that innately, I, I think um, it, it's especially for times such as this, you know, and I, I think the ability to look at something and say, well, what can we learn from this? Is there a different way? Have, have you, through doing that, come up with if you will, a system, like you say, you take a step back, you look at certain things. Is there like a process or questions you mentally go through as you're looking at this situation and how am I going to move forward? Or is it change depending on what situation you're challenged with? Uh, it it depends on the situation. It depends on the situation. But usually what happens is that when I face a challenge, as I said before, I have to stop. It's the moment for me to stop mm. and rethink my strategy because I see challenge like that's the end of this road. Yes. You know, try to look for different way to get mm-hmm. out of this. And um, and sometimes it will be like, it will happen like that, that I don't have the skill that I need to tackle this situation at the moment that it was in front of me. And I have to rethink and I have to think to do some research to, uh, and I learned to, to work a, a lot uh, on my own. And if I don't find a solution, then I will seek help. And, mm-hmm. and, and I learned that. And, and that's from, <laughs> from my birth. And <laughs> it's one of those things, isn't it? This, this, this has got the, um, this is what I often have shared to people when I think of one of my failures. It's like, well, this has got the ability to either make me or break me. Yeah. And the, 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 you know, breaking me, that's just not an option that I'm even going to contemplate. So I guess I better find a way through. It's just it's, sometimes it's innate, isn't it? But uh, And I'd imagine too, because you have such a, a desire and a heart to support these young girls and you know that every uh, problem and challenge that you overcome is another brick in the building of that new room, another toilet that you're building and vision and your goal is is really driving forward too. You're strong. That's strong in that, isn't it? It's really firm. Yeah, yeah, because um, I'm... Also, the drive is is really rooted in my in, in my passion for everything that I do, um, and I didn't. For example, the 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 project Omazo, I didn't start this because I wanted to make a living. I started because I saw as I saw a problem that needed somebody to solve it, mm-hmm. and 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 I know that this is. Really transforming lives. This project that we uh, we we have in Cameroon is really transforming lives. So, and and, I, and like I said, I faced a lot of challenge along uh, along the way. But every time I thought of the little girl, because I, I my my only dream in in life when I was younger was to have an education, and I know that what kept me going, even when I moved to the United States and uh, and I've have that drive to go back and co- uh, finish my, my my education my own education is because um when I drop out of high school my my my, my parents they have a lot of hope for me mm-hmm. and when I drop out of high school my father said to me you know you have to stay in school um even if I have to spend my last underwear to uh, to 
to, to keep you in school, I will do it. Is that what your father said to That's you? That's what my father said to me when I dropped out of high school. And when I look at my father and he was so sad. It is, it's the first time that I saw my father so sad. But one thing that he, he didn't understand is that I was facing a lot of hurdle on my way because he, my father has uh, 14 children mm-hmm. and, and I was the only one that he, he that he was pushing to, uh, mm-hmm. to, to, to go to school because, um, contrary to what you hear that many, uh, parents in the, in the, um, in, in, in developing country don't want to send their children to school, especially girls. They don't want to send girls to school. That wasn't my experience at all. That wasn't my experience at all. My parents, both my parents didn't speak French. They, they weren't educated. They weren't. They didn't go to school. They didn't have even uh, a, a second grade education. So, but my father has all the hope in me because among the 14 children, I was the only one who didn't repeat the class. Because repeating a class to them, to those parents in the rural community, is a lost investment. Who wants to invest to lose? Nobody yeah. wants to do that, you know? So when I decided that I was going to stop where I were in, in high school, I reached high school. First, I was in the city. I wasn't with my parents. I was in the city. I was like around, uh, about uh, uh, 80 miles away from them. And it, it, it became very difficult after I, I became a teenager and uh, all the hurdle for, for girls. Um, and I, it came to the point that I was coerced to exchange uh, sexual favors for, for, for school supply. It's at that moment that I said to myself, no, 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 no. I, you know, mm-hmm. I know that my parents are poor, but uh, it doesn't make me, it doesn't make me a poor man, the person. Yes. And as, at that moment that I decided to drop out of uh, high school. And and I, when I told my father, he didn't, he didn't understand because I didn't get uh, inside the detail. I didn't yeah. share all the detail with him. And, he said, I will send my last underwear to stay in school. I will send my last underwear to pay for your education. And I said to myself, Daddy, you don't, it, even if you had our last underwear, nobody will buy it. <laughs> <laughs> he was a gentleman that walked around with no underwear. <laughs> but it was his way of encouraging me to yeah. stay in school. And yeah. that's what's it's, that's tr- it's, it's stuck with me because I saw his love for me. I saw his uh, devotion to me. And I saw how he, because he saw me, uh, um, just to place it in the context, having a child who succeed in education, it's like having your, your social security, uh, uh, um, uh, 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 revenue, having your your uh, uh, insurance, mm-hmm. having your life insurance, having your income, because during the old days, it's their children who have succeeded who will take care of them. Yeah. Because they don't have, yeah, they don't have every, all the stuff that we have here. Yeah. You know? 
investment. That's right. Invest in the children, isn't it, so that they can then. Um, and a lot of them go back, don't they? Because. Yeah. Grateful, like you are, so grateful for the opportunity that you now have. Share a little bit. I've, I've loved. Thank you so much. I, as I said, I wanted you to give you an opportunity to share your story, and I know that there are many people who um, uh, feel really uh, would love to to find out more. How maybe they can support you? They may never be able to get there to Cameroon, but they feel very. Um, yeah, touched by your story and may think, goodness, I'd love to get involved in in supporting your project. So, Jacqueline, share how people can get in touch with you, how they can find out more about how they can support you. What's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, I have. we have the website. It's uh, www.omazo.org. Um, they go on the website. There we find all the information. Uh, they have all my, they have my contact, they have my phone on the website, or they can find me on, on, on the, on Facebook. Yes. Omazo Facebook. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's how they can find me or even. Can you just spell it out one more time for people? Spell it out one more time. Omazo. Omazo is A-U-M-A. Z O the org. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Or, or they can reach out to me at info at omazo.org. Uh, that would be uh, fantastic if they can people can can reach out because we need help. We yes. need help. And uh, I I know that I'm doing my uh, my coaching to to raise some funds, but it's not enough. I need to <laughs> I need to to get some help to uh, to complete the the project and it's many of these toilets and people if they've got any um yeah to sanitary all of the things builders any all of that finances to be able to support i've actually got the website up here yeah that's that's fantastic a u m a z o yeah yeah that's, uh, that's and there's a picture of the beautiful uh, girls that uh you've yes 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 mm-hmm. those and those girls that uh, those were our first student and uh, one detail that i forgot to mention is that uh, once the the girls once they finished now that we haven't uh, completed our own school once they're done with uh, succeeding in the in the high school entrance exam we provide them with scholarship to continue the education and we will do that until we finish our school before we we, we bring them in into the school but at the moment that they, they once they succeed in the exam because the first year many of the parents who didn't have any expectation that those girls will succeed they told us that they don't have money to uh, to uh, support the education in high school so we started the tutoring programs. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's another problem that you uh, solved. Oh, so, uh, exactly. Uh, every time I have a pro- <laughs> a problem come up, I have to find a solution. Yeah, it's, it's only that we're short in money. Uh, the solution I can find the solution, but it's only that uh, money is is is. It's very tight. It's it's very, yeah. that's the difficult. That's the the bigger challenge that I that I have to overcome, and I'm doing 
everything that I can, but I need help with that. I need help. That's funny. That's that's so important and uh, one of the reasons why I thought let's uh, share your story because I know that there must be someone else or lots of someones who um, would love to reach out and support you. Well, thank you so much again for coming on the show, Jacqueline. It's been such a I know that it is getting quite late for you, so uh, thank you again for... Thank you so much. This was a great opportunity. Thank you. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. You are so welcome. Thank you. And you success with all of the girls that you are educating (laughs) and supporting uh, the future. I mean, who knows? Maybe the the next president or I don't know, some (laughs) president of a company that goes and goes. Exactly. Exactly. You know, one person can make a a big difference in lives. One person. Yeah. It takes one person and you are that person for <laughs> all of those girls and uh, I'm sure that uh, there'll be other people that would love to get behind you and support you, Jacqueline. Well, thanks very much again for coming on Thank the show. you. Thank you. Thank you very much. This podcast is brought to you by TheInfluenceAlliance.com. Want to influence real change with your message by becoming known as a trusted authority in your industry while building a sustainable and scalable business you love? Find out how by accessing our free podcast series at www.theinfluencealliance.com slash podcast series. That's theinfluencealliance.com slash podcast series. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.